Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here with G, the editor of thewrongfootball.com, and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. And then there were 12. That's it, we're, uh, yeah, we're getting towards the, uh, the business end of the season now. Uh, well that's it, the regular season's come to a close and we'll be uh, sharing with you our thoughts on some of the best games from the final week of the season, as well as previewing the first week of post-season, the wild cards as well. Uh, so how's things G? If you, uh, well I'd, I'd ask you if you had a new year, but I know exactly what you're doing because I was with you. Yes, yeah, uh, we saw we saw in the new year together with our other halves. Before people think it's too weird, we weren't just sat in our podcasting sort of areas going, "Hello, Dan, Happy New Year." But um, <laughs> yes, there was food, there was wine, there was not enough time to do as much writing as I would have liked. His stuff was going on, but um, I saw football and looking forward to the playoffs. Excellent. Well, uh, let's have a look at uh, some of the, the talking points around the uh, the league before we uh, before we get talking about those games. Uh, first one is it's something that we, we kind of talk about every year, really. It's it's Black Monday. Um, it's the get the, the 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 week. Uh, well, it's the Monday after the end of the season. Uh, it's typically the time when uh, the, the postseason coaching merry-go-round starts. So it, it kind of started a little bit early this year in that uh, the Jaguars, uh, the Rams, the Bills uh, didn't really wait till the the end of the season. Nor really did the uh, the forty nine ers because they they um, confirmed they were getting rid of of uh, their GM just before their uh, before their game on Sunday. But it's there's, there's been a couple more uh, a couple more uh, departures, hasn't there? Yeah, I mean it, it, it's becoming sort of like an end of season cull that stretches on much earlier. So there was some on Sunday night, and 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 so yeah, we've lost six coaches, I think, which is one less than last year. But there's some talk that there might still be a couple who should results not go when the playoffs might yeah. go. And there's not everybody's convinced about what's going on in the Colts, but who would? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. That's uh, the, the 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 to to run through the ones that uh, that that have gone. So, uh, Trent Bulk, the the GM, and Chip Kelly, uh, head coach of the uh, San Francisco Forty Nine ers. Mike McCoy as well from the uh, the, the head coach of the, the Chargers, uh, and Gary Kubiak obviously uh, retired as well. Obviously, not quite the uh, quite the same uh, because he wasn't he wasn't fired. He's gone of his uh, of his own accord. But you think it could be? Uh, I suppose given the the number that have that have gone, would you say it's, it's potentially a bit of a quiet year for the for the kind of coaching merry-go-round no i think it's pretty much much of a standard year there were seven changes last year six so far yeah. maybe some more after the playoffs we'll just have to see but um i, I think it's about feels right for the nfl um we'll have yeah. to see um some names that possibly people were surprised by todd bowles was possibly on a hot seat and but the jets did better in in their end of an end of season game uh marvin lewis that weirdly there was talks that he was going to retire at the end of the season yeah, which he that. came out um and, and basically poo-pooed so um we'll have to see how things go and uh, as much as anything it'll be interesting to see what candidates have got for what, what post um interesting to see that your defensive coordinator is already being um, targeted as a potential name for um, at least the Broncos if no one yeah, else Vance Joseph apparently he's, uh, he's interviewed at the Broncos the Chargers and the 49ers as we speak so well I'm not I'm not surprised he was um, thought of very highly when he was the secondaries coach for the Bengals and he was yeah. approached um, about a job whilst he was there originally with us and we actually turned around and said no we've got so much upheaval we're going to keep hold of you well that's fair enough I suppose is there any editor any, anyone that you, you think any of those out of those uh, that have uh, that, that have gone that you think are going to end up um, still still uh, in, a, in a head coaching position next year or uh, no, I find it really hard to see much of them getting a, a chance. Yeah. A lot of them had second chances. I mean, 
Chip Kelly, the sort of ship seems to have sailed on that one. Over, he seems adamant that he wants to work in the NFL, and somebody was suggesting that one of the few people who might might do it if um if they lose his offensive coordinator is um the Patriots and mm-hmm. and Bill Belichick because there's something of a link there. But you've got Rex Ryan who's had two shots now, and neither of them exactly ended well in terms of the way the team were playing. So no. yeah, hard to see that one. Gus Bradley might get a chance to rebuild as a defensive coordinator, but it's hard to get those jobs as a defensive coordinator. Um, it's hard to see too many of them getting a big chance. Jeff Fisher might get a, get a go, I think. Uh, I, no. Uh, he's already had two attempts. His runs haven't been been great, and he's 60-something. So he might get um, pulled into a staff somewhere. He might get another shot, but I don't think... I think it could be genuinely think it could be a while. Um, and he obviously with someone like Gary Kubiak, I could see him coaching down the line maybe if he can get his health sorted. But I don't see him looking to take on the stress of being head coach again anytime soon. Yeah. Well, um, with that and with the uh, with the end of the season comes, I suppose our uh, our, our divisional pick on results. So do we have to? We do. We do. Uh, yeah. You you haven't done very well, have you? The, this um. This, this is a, a pox yeah, this... on your predictions, which nobody can do anyway. <laughs> well, this is our this was our uh, our, our, our uh, prediction competition that we started this year. Uh, so we got ten entrants, uh, some some uh, f- fans uh, fans groups and podcasts and, and that kind of thing. Um, everybody put together at the beginning of the season. They they, they said what they uh, what they where they thought each team was going to uh, going to finish in their respective divisions. Uh, it was one point per team correctly placed and one bonus point for a full division. So it was a maximum of forty points across the uh, across the board. And I suppose the fact that the the winner of the uh, of, of of it got twenty points probably just kind of really goes to show that this year was as unpredictable as it felt. What was the maximum? Sorry, thirty-six points. Forty was the forty. Uh, the so I, I was just uh, mainly I was staring at my own entry, going, "Ye gads." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. So the, so the winner was the winner was the uh, the English Lion. So it's uh, it was yeah no it's good uh, good to, to kind of see some uh, some some of the results come in. Uh, so the English Lion, as I say, got ended with uh, with twenty points, three full divisions. I might add as well. So uh, pretty pretty good uh, good picking there. We'll get onto them a little bit in a second. Uh, going long uh, podcast R.I.P. Um, 16 points and one full division uh, for Nathan there uh, and uh, Miami Dolphins UK 15 points end up in uh, in third position so some uh, some uh, some not bad predicted I must say I was very impressed with the English Lion got all, bar three teams got the whole of the NFC it's correct yes which that, um, that's impressive that is impressive and um, I'm guessing that as, as a Lions fan has a best stronger feel for um, the yeah. NFC than the AFC perhaps yeah uh, I suppose but yeah no but, uh, given the nature of, of the division that is really quite impressive particularly given um, you know you can forgive him for getting the Panthers wrong <laughs> yeah well that's it and and it's I suppose I suppose I shouldn't really be uh, be be surprised by this, but, but I, I don't know why I was. But seven out of ten people placed their teams correctly, so I think everyone everyone's obviously got quite a had quite a good handle on how they thought that at least their team would would, would finish. Yeah, I was overly optimistic, but um, I, I I don't think even the most pessimistic of Browns fans would have seen. <laughs> oh, sorry, Bengals fans. Browns fans probably were expecting what they got, but yeah, I don't suppose it is surprising. Although that said, you know, a lot of teams, a lot of times, you you're quite confident about your team, and and you yeah. might overstate it. But um, I, I thought you were being very hopeful with with the Dolphins when when you um, picked them to be second in the division, just because of um, the problems they had in the off season. But I've been very impressed with Adam Gase and um, yeah we should just have to see how things roll out congratulations yes. to everybody who did better than me I'm not sore I just think this kind of thing is stupid <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we'll uh, to, yeah, to run to run kind of down the uh, the, the whole list. We got as I say, English Lion uh, finished uh, finished first. Uh, Going Long Podcast uh, was second. Miami Dolphins UK third uh, with with fifteen. Uh, with fourteen, it was the Aussie guys NFL. Uh, I was in fifth uh, with thirteen points. Uh, British Bird Gang, the Cardinals uh, fan, uh, Cardinals uh, group and uh, and podcast, I believe as well. Uh, ten uh, ten points at the end of that one. Uh, the British Bear London uh, ended with nine. Uh, you ended up with uh, nine as well, G. Uh, and then the uh, the bottom two were the Texans UK with eight and Bucks UK with six. So well, uh, what was what was the um the 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 ranking factor to put me below the British Bear? <laughs> uh, just just for a, for a laugh, yeah. Play yeah. Maris. I, th- I figured so. <laughs> well, uh, you 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 uh, not not winning things is going to be a uh, it's going to be a, a, a bit of a bit of a theme this week, I suppose. But uh, thank you, thank you very much for, uh, for everybody for playing. It's been a uh, it was a good laugh putting that uh, putting that together, and it's good to see uh, how how people got on the end. Of Absolutely, you know. And after um, two seasons of picks, it's about time somebody did something in in the competition. <laughs> Over here. Right, well, week seventeen is now done, and that is the end of the uh, of the regular season. So let's have a look at some of the uh, some of the games that we watched uh, this week. There was a lot on the line with a lot of uh, a lot of the, uh, the 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 games this week. Uh, one one game in particular, uh, well, that I uh, well watched didn't didn't enjoy so much, but there wasn't a huge amount on the uh, on the line for uh, for my team. Was the uh, the Dolphins playing the New England Patriots? It finished thirty five fourteen to the New England Patriots. Both teams were already in the playoffs, uh, but the Dolphins had the chance to uh, to move up. Uh, in the seedings by winning and hoping that Kansas lost uh, and, and and to be fair the Patriots had lost their last three in Miami so there was there was there was a chance it could have happened but uh, yeah not to be in the end it was uh, there was no signs really of uh, Patriots resting any players like uh, like like some people perhaps would have uh, would have thought they might have done especially seeing as they've that being said they, I suppose they, they have got that that week off anyway but uh, yeah it was um, it was a game where, yeah, we, we didn't really look like we stood a chance, to be perfectly honest. No, uh, I think they learnt their lesson from last year about losing home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and so they were determined to win this game. And mm. they pretty much stopped, stepped, stepped, stepped on the Dolphins' throat in the um, first half and didn't let up. Um, you sort yeah. of got back into it a little bit in the third quarter, but then they pulled away again. Um and it just—it must have been just—it was just been a very frustrating first half for you because the, the yeah. offense just did nothing and the defense just really struggled to stop and marching. Well, very much so. They they kind of scored on their on their first four possessions and, and we didn't really well we didn't manage the first down until well into the second quarter. So there was there was really very little very little going for the Dolphins and and with Edelman and Blount playing the way they did, they they put some really impressive numbers together and uh, and and really the Dolphins just just couldn't handle them. Yeah, it it seemed it seemed that you had real problems, and it wasn't it wasn't like a, one of those um, games where Brady wows you with all his numbers. Except if you look at his rating, he just was that crisp, efficient, moved the ball enough. They ran the ball effectively, and yeah. just kept chipping away. And it was very late until until you started stiffening a little bit, and then um, but there was no backing down. Witnessed the whole thing with um, Indomitian Sue and the. Um, I know it was a face mask on, on um, Blount, yeah. but um, I suspect I know who instigated the problems. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, and and as as we've seen throughout the season, I think Ndamukong Sue is is quite good at getting people riled up. But I'd say that throughout this season, throughout the many seasons he's been in the NFL, he's quite been quite good at uh, getting people riled up and getting uh, getting penalties for him. Um, 
there was a, uh, a huge hit as well on Tony Lippett. Did you see that? Did you see him get absolutely cleaned up? See, here's the thing. I watched the game, so I must have seen the hit, and yet it's not coming back to me, which is a little worrying. Um, maybe I have one too many sherries over the, week, over the um, uh, Christmas and <laughs> festive period. But um, It was it, absolutely huge hit. I can't remember who it was from the, uh, from the, 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 the Patriots side of things, but it was during uh, Edelman's uh, 77-yard catch oh, and run. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It was Floyd. Yes, it was Floyd. It was Floyd's um, block. Yes, no, he, I know what you mean. So I was out. thinking hit, but yeah, no, it was um yeah, it was Floyd putting the block in. And um he, he had he had something of a game for the Bron- uh, for the Broncos, for the um Patriots and, and yeah, was kind of like demonstrating on the football field while they'd have mm. taken that risk. Um got the touchdown, um nice long play and yeah, put put in that um that block which which wiped him out. So yeah, you can you can sort of see him desperate yeah. to try and put the thing in and the interesting thing is that he's clearly got problems but all the Cardinals players were apparently backing him in terms of saying that he was a good teammate as well so I'm still unsure that that it's a good decision to have him out there at the moment given Mm. what's been going on but certainly it looks like the Patriots might be benefiting from that decision again yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Um, things kind of went from bad to worse for the Dolphins in the, uh, in, in, the in the fourth. Just we look like we're making pretty good progress and uh, and, and potentially making a, a small comeback. Uh, there was a fumble forced on uh, on Jarvis Landry, which uh, they returned for 70 yards. Led to another touchdown for the uh, for the Patriots and, and really just put it beyond uh, beyond Miami's reach. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah not cut cut not two good. scenes of. Um... Uh, Brady um, being happy and aggressive on the sidelines, and and that was some run yes. back actually. It was um, quite a good effort. I think it was Damian Williams, your number twenty six. It was certainly your number twenty six. I'm just not sure if I've got the um, number right. Who um, did very well to to track trap the Pats defender running it back down from behind because there was a lot of blocking and yeah, he he went he could have very easily gone all the way, but it was a nice bit of running back to get him down in the end. But yeah, it was it was a. Pretty much the the play that broke the um, comeback of the Dolphins. Yeah, well, we both picked the uh, the Dolphins for this one. Uh, as, as we were, unfortunately we were both wrong in. in I, what I, was I the... stand by not not picking a team to win by seventeen. Yeah, well, no, that's fair enough. Generally, it's, uh, it doesn't happen, but uh, well, sometimes it does happen. But generally, not against the Dolphins. We've been in some quite tight games this uh, this year, um, and on the right end of them. But the uh, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a, it was a game we both picked picked wrong um, in in what was pretty pretty poor week for picking. To be perfectly honest, the, uh, the the final the final results. By the way, I've I've won this season. I've won by one point. Uh, in in this season's uh, this, this one season's out of three is not great. <laughs> <laughs> one out of three would do me for now. It was, <laughs> was one hundred and nineteen, one hundred and twenty to me. So there's still only only one point in it. And, and going into, I think going into the late games, I didn't have a single point, which was uh, interesting. Um, the the second game we're going to have a look at this one. Uh, not quite so much riding on. Who day, baby? Who day? Yeah, not not quite so much riding on this one. This was the uh, the Bengals and the Ravens, and and you got to see your team win. Yes, I mean, you say it like it's not happened at all, and we've been playing quite strongly towards the end of the season, and I have picked up a couple more wins. But yeah, they, they I'm surprised by how flat the Ravens team were. Um, mm. Seems to have to get lots of pressure on them, on their quarterback, and really stymied their defense for large chunks of the game. And the offense, frustratingly, is beginning to come together. Um, yeah. Ever since they start started um, playing different tackles and, and benched Ogbui, the line's been a little bit better, although it's had problems against better teams. But the the Ravens' defense has been very good um, for most of the season, and yet we managed uh, to get um, Rex Burkhead a uh, hundred yard rushing game. 
Um, yeah, good game for him. 119 yards rushing and 25 in the air as well. Yeah, and uh, worked in um, some more of the um, young receivers. Tyler Boyd made a couple of good plays. And actually, Cody Core has been sort of coming on since AJ Green went down. He's sort of stood up, and um, Brandon LaFell's actually been very good for most of the season. Certainly, workman like, maybe not flashy, spectacular, but, you know, certainly showing his worth of his free, a- free agent contract. And, and it's just, yeah, all come together a bit late, but they finished strongly, which I would imagine is why um, Marvin Lewis isn't going anywhere other than the fact that everybody is fairly certain that Mr. Brown um, doesn't want to spend any extra money that he doesn't have to. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Well, there was there was quite a lot there, I suppose, for you to take as, as a positive going into the uh, sort of going into the off season. There's, uh, there's there's certainly areas you're going to need to work on, but you, it was it was a, it was a positive game for you. you. You your defense got got three sacks on Flacco as well, so uh, pretty pretty good there. And it was uh, yeah, it was some some pretty good positives for the Bengals. I yeah, think. and there's some young players coming on, and we've got this year's first round draft pick to come back um, and hope that you know having had the torn pectoral that he comes and plays like a first rounder next year um, particularly given that Adam Jones has already had another arrest incident this off season um, yes, yeah. and we'll see what coaching changes happens over over the summer and, and how they approach the off season and that's going to be the key because obviously this is a disappointing season uh, you can't go to playoffs every year unless you're the Patriots but um, it, it was not good that said you know it, it's like the second time Recently, we we've lost both coordinators, and so you know that's obviously going to affect staff, and we'll just have mm. to see how they bed in next year, I guess. Yeah, uh, one thing one thing of note uh, that I, I thought was uh, was was well, poor old Ryan Mallet, um, six six attempts all all season, came on to make two in that game, and uh, yeah, threw an interception with one of them. <laughs> he's I don't know where he's going where he's going to. Uh, Going to end up next season, but I don't think he'll be uh, be, be, be making. It's hard any to read too much into that. Starter. Yeah, it's hard to read too much into that as a um, you know the back of the season. Game, no. Yeah, when 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 all that's going on, and we'll just you know, I'm sure someone will be taken by the talent if um, if he's not still at the Ravens because I'm not sure of his contract status. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's not many, there's not many QBs in the uh, in the draft from what I've heard. So, yeah. uh, well, mm. the, the big one I'd like to mention just before we depart this game is um, obviously it was Steve Smith's last game. And yes, of course. It wasn't a um, spectacular game by anybody's standards, although he did manage to get into a fairly spectacular row with um, our safety Williams and, and bizarrely, um, I'm sure it'd be corrected later, but um, the the um, the late hit was actually called against Kirkpatrick, who for once his only crime was to actually. Act as peacemaker and stop Steve Smith from going after the safety. So, but they called they called the late hit on him. But um, yeah, he's been a fiery player. Um, speaks very well actually. His it, sort of off field persona is, or you know, him as a person is very different to his on field persona. And so it was nice to see him being interviewed at the end. And he's got the most out of um, a good sixteen year career and 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 one of my four more favourite players in the league. And sad to see him go. But you know, time yeah. marches on for everyone. Certainly does. Well, uh, this was one that we uh, again we both picked this one incorrectly. Both went with the uh, with the Ravens on this one and were were wrong. Um, third game is the it was the, the the New York Giants and the Washington Redskins. Um, this was I thought there's going to be more points in this. I definitely thought this was going to be a bit more exciting with both of them really going for it. But the the Giants were already comfortably in the playoffs. But the uh, the Washington Redskins needed a, a win to keep their hopes of the uh, of those playoffs alive. And and really certainly for the for the for the early part of the game, I thought they they, they really just kind of cancelled each other out, didn't they? 
Yeah, uh, what surprised me was that the Giants basically didn't rest anybody. Um, no. I was expecting them maybe to rest a few players, particularly as um, the safety's been playing really well for them. has had a bad bat, but um, pretty much everyone played apart from they dropped Beckham, uh, they stopped him in the second half. But uh, the defence really came to play, and the, the um, Washington just couldn't get anything going. And no. sort of the Giants went in 10... 10 nil up at half time and um, Washington sort of dragged themselves into it and they had the, the the thing that at least they want to see in the quarterback in that if they want to give him a big contract it's like like you've got two minutes you've got the ball go win this game that's the mm. moment that um he wants to do it and he couldn't get it done and I've not had a great look at it on the coaching tape because um, I was having buffering issues, so it was stuttering. But, you know, it was not a great pass under duress that he threw for the interception. And the the problem the um, Washington have had all year is that defence hasn't been able to had to stop anyone. And right. you think, what, 1910? Was that a big win? No, it was very tight because um, the Giants won thanks to basically picking up a a reverse lateral and running it into the end zone for yeah. a last-minute touchdown. But um, they basically just kept running the ball. They were running very little on offense, apart from one play that they really had to make to number 15, whose name's gone out of my head, I think it was King, where um, it was pretty much the only sort of big-pressure pass that Eli Manning had to make, and it was simple. It was a simple go route on a single-high coverage and he just ran past the corner and caught the ball and that was it and yeah. otherwise it was a very tight game but yeah Washington have got to be really disappointed to miss out on the playoffs I would have thought they definitely will be but and I don't think they, they didn't disgrace themselves in this game but they were they were, they were they, yeah they, they just couldn't really get much going could they until till really really quite quite late on in the game I think it was during the third the third quarter that they, they really started to to, to look like they were going to potentially put together a bit yeah, of Yeah, and it challenge. feels like they dropped some games they shouldn't have earlier in the season. And so we'll go into, into um, an off-season where they'll be desperate to sort out the defence, but there'll also be the whole thing about are they going to franchise tag Kirk Cousins again? Are they going to offer him a contract? Or what's going to happen there? And so that will be the major, major theme for the off-season will be what's going on at quarterback, I would imagine. Yeah, I think it will be. There was a uh, one one theme of this game was the, uh, the uh, quite a quite a ding dong battle between Beckham and Norman, wasn't there? I think Beckham really got the uh, got the most of it. Yeah, I mean they they just those two can't help themselves. So no, they can't. Um, without going back and watching the coaching tape, it's hard for me to say who the who got the better of it and and by no means was Norman sort of following Beckham around the field. But um, uh, it felt like it felt like Beckham was in Norman's head very much. I'd see. I'd usually say it's the other way round, but I, I was more focusing on you know large players hitting in the game. I think it's hard to read yeah. too much into it because the Giants seem to have a very conservative run first, run the clock out, just get through the game mentality for this one. Yeah, well, uh, I, I picked this one correctly, and I was uh, I was I was right on this one. I went with the Giants uh, as opposed to Washington, and uh, and yeah, picked up. Uh, well, that was that was perhaps the point that I uh, I picked up against uh, against yourself, um, but the uh, yeah the the last game that we, uh, that we that we watched all of was the uh, was the Packers and the Lions. This one this one had a big game feel, or it did in the week running up to it. The results kind of that happened during the night probably lowered that a little bit. Um, in, in the week running up to it, both of these teams had, had it, well, it kind of had a, had every chance of of the winner going into. Going yeah, it should into, have been a playing playoffs. game, but because yeah. Washington lost, both teams did. But they're still playing for for who will win the division and at least um, 
be be um I'm not sure having a rest week, but at least a bit more in control of their destiny, having a better yeah. seeding. Yeah, um, well, it was it was a uh, it was quite a good game, and it was it was close. It ended thirty one twenty four to the uh, the Green Bay Packers. Um, it was a a pretty good game. Uh, the, the the Packers obviously won their won their last six games now. Um, do you think? I mean, looking at looking at this it, from looking earlier in the season, like they they could potentially miss out on the uh, on the on the playoffs. And I think I I pointed out it looked like this was going to be the first at one point. I said I think this is going to be the first time I can remember the the, the Patriots not being in the playoffs. Or, sorry, the Packers not being in the playoffs. Obviously, that's not to be now. Um, but do you think do you think they've they they now look like they they potentially could be the favourites now? there's some people talking about that I just still worry about the defence particularly because they seem to have picked up more injuries in the secondary certainly Aaron Rodgers has got his groove back with his offence a bit more I mean it's still not exactly classical when you've got sort of Aaron Ripkowski and Ty Montgomery as, as the two sort of principal running backs with Kristen Michael sort of only getting three attempts um Geronimo Allison uh, um led them in receiving yards this week which is, if nothing else is a fun name to say um <laughs> Jared Cook offers them at something at tight end but, but, but you sort of feel that that um offense is just functioning better and has the bits and pieces but they're just banged up on defense and I just do wonder um I think it should be a good good game this weekend that they're playing, but um, there's lots of people talking about the fact that um, the Cowboys have almost got a, a harder route because whoever comes out of the um, Packers-Giants um, game is going to be the biggest test of the um, Cowboys with how the teams are playing. But I, I, I think I think nobody will want to play them, particularly with this momentum, but I just do worry about that defence a bit. Yeah, that's it. I certainly don't want the Dolphins to meet them until the uh, until, until the Super Bowl, which um, they can't because you're on opposite divisions. That's it. That's why I said it's in, in the Super Bowl. We'll we'll get them there. Um, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers uh, had his had his fifth uh, three hundred plus yard uh, passing game for the uh, season. He threw four touchdowns in the process as well. So he's uh, he's just coming into uh, into form at the right time, isn't he? Yeah, and did you see the play where he sort of basically? Um kept the game free for like nine seconds um yeah. moving about before he found allison in the um end zone that was so the kind of play that only he makes but yeah he does as i said he does seem to have found some form over the last few weeks and and they seem to have found a form in the works again on offense yeah on on the other side of the ball though on uh for the for the lions there was a couple of uh good performances in terms of uh darius slay with eight tackles and, and glover quinn as well uh had, had good days for the uh for the lions so it was uh yeah it wasn't wasn't all bad for them and in fact they were they were actually winning the game at one point at half time they, they the lions were winning 14 10 yeah and and sort of zach zenner seemed to be causing them all sorts of problems um was cropping up both um on the ground and catching a few passes yeah. and sort of that seemed to be causing them quite a lot of problems and obviously golden tate got loose for a long play as did um um, Marvin Jones but it's just mm. kind of they weren't able to be consistent enough and that coming back late from behind thing is not something that can be necessarily relied on and I do find it interesting that if you start looking at DVOA numbers which are a bit wonky this year just because of the the, the up and down nature of the league and the teams it, it, it was not as intuitively in sync with with the league standings as as it has been in other years but there was a significant difference in the uh, DVOA ranking of the Lions in their record um, yeah. which sort of highlight the fact that a lot of it was sort of um, struggling with defence and last minute comebacks in the fourth quarter yeah well like uh, obviously um 
like you say, there was a, a, a touch of a, of a of a late comeback, but it was they did, they did kind of leave it to, yeah a bit too late. Unfortunately, didn't they? Couldn't. Uh, yes, couldn't that, quite for Hail Mary that. made it look like a closer finish than it was perhaps yeah. it was at the end of the game. Yeah, it, did, it certainly did. Um, and yeah, the so the, the Packers uh, took the division and that uh, that fourth seed in the AFC. So yeah, good uh, good game, and it was it was one that we we both picked correctly because we both uh, we both went for the Packers on that one. Um, so the, let's have a look at the uh, the rest of the games then. Uh, so the Saints and the Falcons met on Sunday night. It ended up at thirty eight thirty two to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the, the, the they were chasing the second seed in the NFC. Uh, late comeback from the Saints, um, and it was probably a bit closer than it than it could have been that one. Yeah, um, which is sort of like like been sort of the um, Saints' mo this season. But um, the Falcons get the win and roll in. Um, as the second seeds in the league and, and get that yeah. by, and I think a lot of teams, you know, I think that they're dangerous. Um, mm. The big worry that everybody says is um, Matthew Ryan's um, performance in the um, playoffs, but um, I, I think with that offense and the defense doing just enough, I think nobody will want to play them. No, that's it. Uh, the Texans and the Titans as well. They they met those. This uh, these are the two two. Teams with, uh, with 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 broken quarterbacks. The uh, the Texans uh, lost this one. It was seventeen twenty four to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Brock Osweiler took over from quarterback uh, from Tom Savage uh, for the Texans during the game. Uh, and the Titans were obviously without Mario, who, who broke his leg last week as well. Um, I know we're going to get into this in a bit more uh, bit more detail in in a little while. But how disruptive is it for the Texans not really knowing who their best QB is going? To the I, I think it, it it's got to be not great for them just because they've only just settled on Savage being a better option than Osweiler Um, and with all the um, sort of booing that was going on when or not so much booing but cheering when Osweiler was pulled out of the game for Tom Savage in the first place um, it will be an interesting um, playoff format shall we say Um, we'll go for it in greater detail but yeah it can't be an easy week to this prep to see basically how how the injury reacts and whether there's any chance of him playing or not yeah, um, the it was a, a close one in Tampa. Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, beat the uh, Carolina Panthers sixteen seventeen. Uh, Bucks needed a win, uh, and also for six other games to go their way as well to make the uh, the playoffs, including uh, a tie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. So it was it was it was kind of. Uh, Kind of out of their reach, I suppose, before this uh, before this game even kicked off. But the uh, Panthers could cause they could have won it. They they uh, attempted a, a two point conversion with the uh, just a couple of seconds left, but failed it. Uh, the Jaguars and the Colts uh, that was that ended up uh, at twenty four twenty to Indianapolis. Uh, it was a replay from the uh, Twickenham game earlier this season. Uh, it was a touchdown in the last few seconds that clinched it for the uh, Colts as well. Yep, um, interesting off-season for both those teams obviously the Colts are, are, have not performed as they would have hoped um, I'm not sure it's entirely unexpected because of the way the team's built around them but obviously you know they'll, they'll have questions hanging over them plus you know the Jaguars a very disappointed season and the new head coach will see what happens there although the Jags look like they could, they could have they could have won this one because they were they were absolutely running away it has been two half. strong much stronger performances over the last two weeks and yeah. there has already been news that um, Bortles has been playing with an injury for most of the season although I haven't heard what that is yet but um, apparently he's been playing hurt yeah yeah, well, in, uh, in Minnesota there was, there was there was talk last week of the Vikings' defense that that apparently, apparently they've been ignoring Coach Zimmer, uh, but uh, apparently, well, things seem to to go much better this week. It was thirty eight ten to the Vikings over the Chicago Bears. Yeah, um, Mike Zimmer is not a coach I'd go around ignoring routinely. Um, it has no. to be said, it, it's something of a disciplinarian. Um, yeah. 
I'm still not entirely sure. Um, there's a lot of talk about, oh, they've really blown this draft. And I think it really depends on what they can do to shore up the offensive line next year and get a running back mm. because that defense is still great. And I think there was just so many things going wrong for them, starting with Teddy Bridgewater getting injured in the preseason that I, 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 I don't think the Vikings were entirely incorrect um, that, that they had a Super Bowl window. And I don't hate the aggressive move. It's just that it wasn't just one isolated injury and instance. It was just one of those years where everything kept piling up for them. And yeah. um, the Bears, it's interesting that John Fox has kept his job. But there are some shoots of recovery there, but we should just have to see. It does rely on them continuing to build on those foundations and not have the enormous list of injuries that they've had to deal with this season. Yeah, uh, I don't know how the the Jets managed to score thirty points after uh, some some pretty disappointing weeks in the last couple of weeks, but they uh, they scored thirty against the Buffalo Bills, uh, and obviously uh, to to the to their credit, and they uh, they managed to win that one thirty to ten. Uh, Shady McCoy left the game with an injury, uh, and the uh, yeah the Jets managed to to somehow overcome those offensive problems that they've had. Yeah, um, no idea why the offense suddenly starts looking good, and the Bills are always going to struggle when Shady McCoy's out. Yeah, that's it. At least that's as it. currently configured. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Cowboys, they weren't really bothered whether they weren't, their head wasn't really in it. They, uh, they, they, they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles this week, uh, 27-13. Uh, the game included a, a, a rare appearance for Tony Romo for the Cowboys, his first since Thanksgiving 2015. Uh, but uh, yeah, neither team really had anything to play for in this one, did they? No, but they'll be happy that um, Romo ran a drive, got a touchdown, and so they know that if called for, called for he can still do Tony Romo things yeah. for them in the playoffs. That's it. Uh, the Browns and the Steelers met uh, in in your division. Uh, it was the uh, the Steelers that came out on top of this one, twenty seven twenty four. Uh, game needed overtime though. Strangely, it was uh, it was much closer than a lot of people thought it might be. Uh, Steelers rested Big Ben, uh, and it nearly kind of led to the, the Browns picking up their uh, their second win of the season. So uh, yeah, they, uh, they 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 nearly made uh, twice as much offense as the Steelers as well, which is which is crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure they wouldn't have been better off um, losing the game in regular time. It's quite a lot of overtime to be played, considering they're going straight into a wildcard game. And even though it's fine by me, resting some of their major starters, you know, a lot of guys were being playing that had that extra quarter going into face the Dolphins. Yeah, they will. They certainly will. Uh, the Rams were very Rams-like in that they only managed to score six, uh, and the Cardinals put forty-four past them. Uh, so the uh, yeah, Cardinals uh, picked up a win uh, on on this one. They lost uh, David Johnson early in the uh, the first quarter to an apparent injury as well, but uh, yeah, it didn't seem to make much difference in the end. Yeah, I mean the Rams just full on implosion, and they they'll need something pretty special to happen over the weekend, not weekend, the off season. Sorry to. Um, <laughs> To, to help recover from not only this weekend but the, the season in general which is pretty much a disaster and starting again almost despite a lot of talent at defence yeah um, well the Broncos the uh, the defending uh, Super Bowl champions at least managed to uh, to, to go uh, out of the season bow on a uh, on a high uh, they beat the Oakland Raiders 24 points to 6 uh, it doesn't look uh, particularly good for the Raiders heading into the uh, the playoffs uh, Matt McGloin uh, he was was covering for, for Derek Carr himself went out of the shoulder injury as well so uh, yeah I don't know who they're going to end up with at uh, QB on Sunday I think they're trying to work out if um, McGloin can play or whether Connor Cook the rookie they drafted this year is going to go in but yeah um, it's, it's so hard because the Raiders have been flying high all season and yay they're back in the playoffs but you're thinking that they've gone almost from Super Bowl contender to can they win a playoff game yeah, that's it. Uh, the Chiefs uh, won 37 points to 27 to the San Diego Chargers. Uh, Chargers returned a 90-yard uh, interception for a touchdown, but uh, couldn't get it on third down. They had a just just 30% uh, conversion rate during that game, uh, and it means that the uh, the Chiefs uh, were well. They don't they 
do they take that second seed in the in the AFC? I think they do, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they're um, yeah, they're, they're the other team that's resting this week. Yes, because they're Excellent. twelve and four. Yeah, uh, and then the uh, the final game was the uh, the Seahawks and the 49ers again another close one 25-23 to Seattle uh, Seahawks took quite a lead in this one but the uh, 49ers closed it up towards the end uh, but uh, yeah it wasn't enough to, uh, to get the winner in that one and I'm still really cross but I wasn't brave enough to pick the 49ers because I was just <laughs> convinced the Seattle um, offence was going to struggle and I think that's what's going to make it an intriguing um, playoff game that we will get to in a minute that's it and you could have you could have drawn it level with that pick as well mm-hmm are you ready for some football? Right, so first week of the postseason. Then it's uh, that yeah, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, Gene. Then there were twelve. So uh, the AFC teams, we we've got the uh, the, the Patriots and the Chiefs uh, in that number one and two spot. They'll both be uh, taking a breather this week. Uh, then the the first game uh, on Saturday is going to be the Raiders, who uh, who, who finished at uh, the fifth seed, and they'll be uh, taking on the Houston Texans in fourth. So that's going to be it's going to be a bit of a mess of a game, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've sort of discussed it both, but you both have got questions at quarterback. The Raiders were flying so high for for most of his season, but it, it appears from the last two games where Carr's gone out, a lot of that was built around that offence and him playing, and suddenly you've got McGloin backing him up, and then he goes down injured, and so we don't know if we're getting the injured backup or Connor Cook for rookie, who's barely played, versus Brock Osweiler, who was almost historically bad all season, and then gets pulled for Tom Savage, who probably also gets injured, and we don't know if he's going to play. So you've got at least Houston have a tough defence, and you think at home... I'd give them a slight edge in this one, almost, yeah. just just because of what's been going on at the quarterback. But this, this is, could be... This could be a rough game to watch, just in execution of offense alone. Yeah, do you think you had to care to uh, make a make a prediction on this one? I I, I would. Um, I suspect that Houston are going to win it. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, the other game. This is a big one for us. This is the first time the Dolphins have been in the uh, in in the uh, playoffs for eight years, uh, and they're facing the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yeah, not the best. They could. Uh, they certainly could have had a uh, had a had a slightly nicer uh, draw, uh, but. You know, then again, we beat them earlier than, earlier in the season. We just need to just need to injure Big Ben. Yeah, there are very few easy games in the playoffs. But look on yeah. the bright side. As I said, you know, the, the um, Steelers are coming off an overtime game, and you know, even if their big name starters weren't weren't playing, a lot of the linemen and stuff were. Um, I think it's going to be a tough one for you, um, particularly in Pittsburgh. And I don't think you will have that takes lightly thing that happens sometimes to the Steelers on the road. I think. I think you've got a chance, but I'm just leaning Steelers just because they've got all that playoff pedigree and yeah. they've got their starting quarterback. And I was going to say that's the other thing is, is, is Tannehill's not practiced yet, so it doesn't look like he's probably going to going to make any appearance. I mean, Moore seems to be a very capable backup and has done enough yeah. for you to win games. But on the other side, they've got Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's, uh, yeah, doesn't look uh, doesn't look particularly enticing. No, it? and their defense uh, has just been doing enough. But yeah, Le'Veon Bell has just been in some stunning form towards the end of the season. Yeah, um, on the blue half of the uh, of the uh, the league, then the uh, the number one and two is the Dallas Cowboys and the Atlanta Falcons, uh, and then we've got uh, the, the games we've uh, got this weekend. We've got the uh, the Giants and the Packers meet at uh, nine o'clock on Sunday UK time. Uh, they were fifth and fourth this year. This year. Uh, I think the Packers are going to do this one. I, I'd really think that they they really could have enough to to go through all the way. I think so, but I wouldn't I wouldn't underestimate New York, who 
seem to be doing enough on offense. And actually, I didn't think their running back was doing too badly um, in that game against Washington, admittedly it's the Washington defense. But given the way they've struggled to run the ball all year, I, I, I was surprised both at their commitment to it, but he'd seemed pretty effective at times. Mm. And that defense is good. And I think it's going to be competitive. I think either team is going to give the um, Cowboys difficulty should they get yeah. through. Um, but I, I think this is probably matchup of the weekend. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think this one probably is the uh, going to be the going to be the best game. Although the others don't, none, none of the others. If you weren't a fan of the others, I don't think any of the others have particularly got a huge amount in them. Um, uh, oh, the- see, see, I'm doing that usual thing I do where I'm sitting there going, I'm intrigued because you know, for Houston, good defense and what's going to happen with Oakland and and you know, obviously your team up against the Steelers and I, I'm mm-hmm. finding intrigue and interest in all of them. But I am an uber football nerd, and and you're you're now a neutral, so. Um, and this is not unusual in the playoffs. Let, let's not forget that the Bengals don't, you know, ever win in the playoffs. No, so. no to be fair, usually this week he's still in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, usually we're about to lose <laughs> to the Steelers. Now it's your turn. Yep. Well, we thought we'd take over this year. Um, the the Lions and the Seahawks wrap up the uh, the, the wild card uh, games at, at uh, one o'clock. Well, Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, this one's this one again. I, I say none of the others have, have a lot going. This one could be a good. One. Yeah, um, I've actually got this down as a one fifteen a.m. game, um, as in it's being played Saturday night, Sunday morning. Oh, is it? I think so. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Um, I've two Saturday, two Sundays usually the split, and yeah, I think this yeah. is the Saturday night game. And I think this is going to be interesting just because the Detroit defense looked pretty okay in the weekend against the Packers, and the Seattle offense is so reliant um, on Russell Wilson just because of the injuries um, Lockett's now gone down injured with all the problems they've had at running back offensive line's been an issue all year and, and they're really coming in as a wounded animal and their defensive numbers and they're really struggling without Earl Thomas so mm. it's this is not the Seattle team that we're used to seeing however they may still have enough at home against yeah. the Lions at any rate to get through but you know, I do think this will be competitive if again possibly scrappy yeah, I, t- I tend to agree. I think uh, I think it is one where I think I think the Seahawks ha- are going to have enough, but it will be a good game. I think uh, I think the, the Lions will, Lions will certainly give them uh, give them a good game. Yeah, and Matthew Stafford has been able to to keep keep them competitive in most games this season. Mm. Yeah, well, exactly. That's it. So uh, yeah, stats would have it that uh, it's going to be a uh, going to be a close one. Uh, I suspect so. I felt that one way up here. Well, that's all we've got time for this week in this episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. Thank you for so much for joining us. We're back again next week where we'll be having a look at the games from the wildcard week as well as making our picks for the next round of the divisional games. Uh, in the meantime, though, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast to get it delivered straight to you and uh, to your inbox every Thursday night. And also make sure you check out the blog to keep up with what G's been up to during the week at thewrongfootball.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, please either make sure you drop us an email to twfpodcast at outlook.com or find G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at TWF Dan. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. Bye!